to the very first episode of the Unspoken Podcast. So in this podcast, we are essentially going to be going over a lot of different topics that, which luckily at our church, we are very blessed with a pastor that does like to bring up these topics, but there are a lot of other churches around the area, around the nation that do not like to bring up these topics. So that is why we're called the Unspoken Podcast. But before we get started, we've got a few announcements for us to go over and a few prayer requests to look over. So the first one, uh, I'm going to go ahead and announce this weekend, uh, be praying for our marriage retreat. We're going to be going down to DeSoto Falls, and I feel like that's going to be an awesome time. And then uh, coming up in January, on January 21st to be exact, we have the ladies' annual uh, conference, and they're going to be having Miss Melanie Engelmeyers and Miss Emily Hollander uh, for their guest speakers. So you definitely don't want to miss out on that. And then a lot of prayer requests. We got a few in here: uh, Miss Lola Webb, Miss Rosetta Lafleur, Shirley Eaton, Carolyn Bradford, Calvin and Jane Clark's son, and uh, Miss Myrtle Meeks. Be lifting them up in prayer. Now, without further ado, Tyler, let's get this started. All right, I'm on introduce myself. My name's Tyler. Um, for those of you who don't know me, um, I don't know who will be listening to this. It might just be everybody from our church. It might be outside of our church, which that's what we're hoping to reach um, outside of our church, um, including our church as well. Um, but my name's Tyler. I'm here with uh, John Walker. And uh, the the Lord laid this on my heart um, the other day and Whenever we first started talking about this, it almost seemed like, you know, this was ordained by God for us to be able to do this and maybe help people that don't necessarily go to church or... Or for those that are shut in, giving them another opportunity to be able to hear different parts of the gospel or get to, you know, dig a little bit deeper into the Bible. Right, right. And so um, we just feel like this could be a very good ministry to share God's Word and like John said, talk about stuff that's not normally talked about in churches. Um, but we're really excited. Um, hopefully um, a lot of people listen and we're able to reach a lot of people. Um, I want to point out, too, that one thing that me and John have talked about a lot is we don't want this to be about us. We want to be about the us sharing the Word, growing in the Word, and helping other people grow as well. Um, so the topic for our our first uh, podcast ever, so this is a little weird, stay with us a little bit, um, the topic for our first podcast is going to be on the abandonment of family values. Um, I believe many of us can see that a lot of stuff is going on in the world right now that we wouldn't have necessarily mm-hmm. thought about um, many years ago, um, or even just a few years ago, uh, we, we wouldn't have thought about all the stuff that's going on, and... You know, when you dive into it and look 
about everything that's going on, it's easy to see that a lot of the stuff and the issues that we're having are because people have abandoned Christian values mm-hmm. and have abandoned family values, and they don't necessarily live by those values anymore. So we're seeing a lot of things happening in the world that um, that are repercussions from you know Christians not being the part in their own family. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Like if you take uh, priorities, for example, say you take uh, going to the bar over going to church. If you choose, you know, buying drugs over buying food for your families, you know, it all goes down to the values of, which it actually really goes back to the parents and their priorities, whether they're going to follow God or whether they're going to follow the world. Which if you go to Proverbs 22, 6, and this is where it goes up into the parent's responsibility, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So if you do your job right and you are actually, you know, taking care of your kids, raising them in a good Christian home, then those values shouldn't be disappearing like they are in America. Right. Not even in America, in the world. Right, right. And and a lot of um, parents aren't living up to that expectation that God has for us. Now, God knows we're going to fail. Oh, absolutely. Um, he but does. He expects you to do your part and to um, be pivotal in... Um, a child's life and oh, your absolutely. child's life, especially. Um, let's see over here in Joshua twenty four fifteen. You got that mm-hmm. one? Yeah, Joshua twenty four fifteen. It's a long verse. Fair warning. Uh, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Now let's just stop right there. This is literally what we was just talking about. Choosing who you're going to serve. Are you going to serve the little G God of this world? Or are you going to choose the big G God of the entire universe? The God that, you know, was there in the beginning, was there whenever Christ came, whenever he died, whenever he came back, and is still here today. And that's something that even a lot of Christians, and, you know, this can actually speak in hypocrisy in the church like we was talking about earlier, is that... If you go to the church house, everyone's going to say, yeah, 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 I choose the Lord. I choose God every single day. But then you get into the workplace, you get them at the Walmart and everything like that, and it's they've got a case of beer in their cart, and, you know, who are they really serving? Mm-hmm. And and it's important, too, that um, it's important, too, that those parents, like you said, they're showing an example to their kids because they're the main person their kid looks up to. I mean, you ask any kid, you know, oh, probably 90% of it, their role model is one of their parents. Oh, yeah. You know? Greg, uh, whenever we were on our camping trip a few weeks ago for the men's ministry, uh, Greg did the first devotional uh, that first night, and he actually brought up in the end of his devotional who not even just his kid, but everybody else's kid is looking at. Like, you know, take Chase, you know, he says that, you know, he looks at you, he looks at Mark, he looks at Tyler, he looks at Chris, he looks at everybody. Mm-hmm. And so if you really think about it, yes, we're going to slip up. The Bible says for all of sin and come short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, are we really giving our all if we're not trying mm-hmm. to be the example? Just because, you know, I've, I had to learn this later in life that it does take a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, 
and it it always starts with both parents being in the household too. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that's kind of where I want to start off. This is, you know, a lot of households don't necessarily have both parents. Now, right. now I'm not saying that you know there isn't reasons for that. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, you look at domestic violence. You know, you look at um, sexual assault and stuff like that. And oh, there's yeah. issues with that. And props um, to all the moms and dads out there that are single parents that are taking care of these kids. Right, right. And it's important that, you know, that kid have both mother and father in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God ordained marriage between man and woman because they both play their individual parts. You right. know, I can't, now me and Rachel have talked about having kids and stuff like that. I can't do everything Rachel can do. Rachel can't do everything I can do. It's important for us to be together as one so that we're going to be able to raise our kid in the proper way. You know, Absolutely. We each play a part. You know, I'm not more important. She's not more important. I mean, go back, together. To, go back to Genesis 2.24. There a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall be one flesh. I've been, you know, I've been doing the study on uh, biblical numerology, mm-hmm. and you know that... Number one means unity. Mm-hmm. You know, that unity means that you are together. There ain't going to be nothing that's going to break you apart. Now, sadly, in this day and age, divorce rates are high. People are, you know, running away from their marriage that they take a vow because a lot of people in this day and age is a vow or a vow is a piece of paper and some words. Mm-hmm. There's nothing God ordained in a marriage anymore. Right, right. And, People are like like we said. Their people are abandoning. You know, you know, marriage is sacred mm-hmm. between man and woman. You know, God blesses marriages. You know, because it's a covenant that you make with your wife. You know, mm-hmm. same as the covenant He makes with us when we get saved. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's a covenant, and that shouldn't be broken. Yeah, it shouldn't be broken. And there's there's reasons. You know. There's reasons for people to split up and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. But in and that's just that should just be in last case scenario. As expanded, in, she's done gone. Expanded, or he's done gone. Right. Expanded, um, all options. Right. Yeah. Um, and so what we really see today, um, we see really high divorce rates, and a lot of people are are putting their kids in single family households and not realizing. The damage it could possibly make. They don't um, have that stability, right? That they need. Right. I mean, if you think about it, stability. It's a, the Bible says that He is with us all the time, every day, all day. That is stability. That is something that us as children of God can use mm-hmm. in a day to day life to grow. Sometimes we got to get pruned. I mean, me and my grandparents, whenever I was younger, we grew up a garden every single summer and everything like that. And a lot of times in the flower beds, we'd have to cut some of the buds off. We'd have to chop it down sometimes for it to flourish. Mm-hmm. But he's still there for you. Right. That consistency is still there. And that's what America is lacking nowadays is consistency. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk a little bit too. Um, and these are just percentages that I've found. Um, online, I heard somebody talk about this the other day, and I was like, that's very interesting. Um, they were talking about um, the disparity of um, inmates in prison, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how, you know, there's more, not necessarily, there's more white people in prison, mm-hmm. but the percentage of white people in prison 
compared to the percentage of black people in prison is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, um, in America, um, there's fifty seven point six percent of white people in prison. Uh, not fifty six point seven percent of white people in prison. Fifty seven point six percent of prisoners are white. Thirty eight point four percent of African Americans. I mean, thirty eight point four percent of prisoners are African American. And 1.4% of prisoners are Asian-American. Now, 1.4 is a really low percentage oh, yeah. for Asian-Americans. And that's just out of the total amount of inmates. That 38.4%, and they talk about this all the time, they say that, you know, you know, um, America is systemically racist. And I'm not saying there's not racism in the country at all. I'm not saying that at all. But they say that that 38.4% um, should be lower than that to a, a more equal distribution of white people in America and African-American people in America mm-hmm. and Asian people in America and so forth. But when you dig into that, you can really start to see a lot of the issues and why they arise because of this. Um, the percentage of single family households in African Americans is so much higher than it is for white Americans and mm-hmm. Asian Americans. So much higher. It's at sixty four percent of African American children will be in a single family household. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. Less than half less than half of African American children are gonna have two parent households. Mm-hmm. And so you see the crime rate in the African-American communities is higher because they don't have both of those role models in their life that they can model after, that they can, you know. And, I mean, you look at Asian-American, too. um, You know, they have both parents, and so their percentage is way down, Uh you know. And so, you know, you can't necessarily say, and I don't want to make this about racism because it's not – um, and that's what I'm trying to show you. It's not about racism. If it was about racism, then wouldn't we say that, you know, white people are, you know, disp- like white people are um, put down because Asian Americans, you know, are less than white people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's less amount of Asian Americans than there is white people. So it's not against white people. You know, it's just you can see a strong correlation be- between the crime rate and um, the percentage of single-family households. Right. Um, and it's important to recognize that. You know, there's a reason that stuff happens, you know, and it's not necessarily that America is systemically racist. It's because people have abandoned what America was founded upon, and that is those Christian values. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of times, which don't get me wrong, there's going to be racism in this country until the day God calls us home. There's going to be, it's never going to stop. As much, and I mean, my best friend in high school was black. And yet at the same time, it's like you look at him and you say, How could somebody treat somebody just because their skin's a different color? Why can they treat him so wrong? And another thing that kind of fires me up is that if every American thought Jesus was white, then number one, that's already racist in general because you are putting your perspective of what Jesus should be and not what he actually was. Right. Because you look at where he was born, you're going to look at his skin color, he's going to be a darker tone. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, 
The Bible doesn't say, for God so loved the white people. He didn't say, right. for God so loved the Mexican people. For God so loved the world. That's everybody. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, I mean, we're, we're not talking about necessarily race. We're just showing, you know, that it makes a difference if you're... If you've if, got two parents in the household, yeah. If you absolutely. have a nucleus, a nuclear household, it makes a difference. Um, I have this video I want to show. Hopefully, it'll pull up. Sixty-three percent of youth suicides are from. Single mother homes. Ninety percent of homelessness and runaway children are from single mother homes. You can't homes. put that on the mother. Eighty-five percent of no. children who show behavioural disorders are from single mother homes. Eighty percent of rapists with anger problems are from single mother homes. Seventy-one percent of high, co- high school dropouts are from single mother homes. Seventy percent of youths in operated institutions are from single mother homes. Eighty percent of all the youths that are in prison are from single mother homes. This shows that. Boys and girls need both their mother and their father. And I, I will tell you as a father, I know from raising my son that he needs both me and his mother in his life. And that's super important right there, you know. Oh, yeah, especially it, coming from me. You know my situation. You know, my mom was all I had essentially growing up. My grandparents helped out, but still it was not the same as, you know, having a mom and a dad mm-hmm. in the situation. And I was part of that statistic that I would probably drop out of high school. I'd probably wind up in prison or dead or anything along those lines. But it's also by the grace of God where I was part of that 29% mm-hmm. that, you know, got to make it through all that. Right. And it's crazy, too. Like, you listen to that percentage of suicides, mm-hmm. you know. High school dropouts, you know, yeah. rapists. And, I mean... No, you really can't blame the mom for that or the dad. Just be, We're going to throw that in there just because right. there's both situations. Right. But you really can't blame them because they're still there. And it's They're still putting food on the table, putting clothes on your back. And I understand, too, why you say the dad because usually the dad's the one, the first one to abandon, yep. usually. Yeah, um, that's the higher statistic is that the dad will leave or die from, you know, drugs, gang violence, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I mean, that leads us to our next point is, you know, a lot of men in today's society um, and women, they're lacking their priorities and they're lacking responsibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where you go back to Joshua twenty four fifteen at the end of the verse where it says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. When that says, but as for me and my house the man is the head of the household just like Christ is the head of the church so if you're not going to be the man of the house if you're not going to be the spiritual leader you need to be then you something's going wrong mm-hmm. and I got something to add to that too I was uh, I was watching a documentary um, do you know who John Wesley is I've heard of him John Wesley is the person who founded the Methodist Church oh okay um, yeah yeah, yeah. And, it, and I was watching a documentary and I'm not going to talk about different denominations and stuff like that. No, that's a different day. Yeah, that's that's a different day. But um, one thing I found that was really interesting is John Wesley was raised in a um, he was raised in a strongly religious 
family, Christian family. Uh Uh, But his dad had to travel a lot for work and stuff like that. And so she would have Bible, his mom would have Bible school with him and all of his other siblings. Mm -hmm. Well, a neighbor got mad about that because um, that's the man's job and a woman shouldn't be doing a man's job. And so John Wesley's father called and said, hey, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. You know, this is, um, this isn't a job for a woman. And she said, okay, I'll quit doing it. But I'll quit doing it when you get back and do it. Because, you know. Yeah. And, and I was like, wow, like, that's, that says a lot, you know, because, you know, he should have been there doing that oh, job. absolutely. And she had to pick up that extra weight and couldn't, um, fulfill her role as their mother she was doing both roles mm-hmm. um and so it's important that to have that father there that can do it oh yeah absolutely and if you think about it if you which mox even said this in the sermon before is that mr joshua if you're not going to do your job then mrs joshua you need to step up and you need to take over what your husband mm-hmm. is supposed to be doing mm-hmm. because somebody's got to lead the house and mm-hmm. if nobody's leading the house that house will fall and, and, I mean, you can see, too, like, that's got to be extremely stressful for one person to take on all of that. Oh, absolutely. You know? But, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. If you is. are really willing to do it, then it'll work mm-hmm. out. But it would be so much more efficient because, I mean, like I said, Rachel can do things I can't do. I can do things Rachel can't do. Mm-hmm. When we're apart, I don't do the things she does well. I don't do those things good, you know. And so, you know, I'm like, oh, Rachel should have been here. Rachel tells me all the time, um, she's like, you always forget things, and you never prepare. Like when we went camping, and I forgot something. I forgot when what it was. you should have brought an air mattress instead yeah, of a pool yeah, float. You, yeah, <laughs> you should have brought that. And I was like, no, I don't need to, or I'll remember. I'll, I'll remember to get it, you know. Yeah. And then I didn't take it, and I felt like poop the next day, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, each, each one of us has our own strengths, and so we complement each other, and we both carry the same weight to the relationship, and that's how it should be. You know, one person shouldn't have to carry everything Oh no. Um, in your relationship because, like we said, we're talking about, you know, family values right here. When you're both, you know, when you're both working together in unison toward God, you know, a lot more can get done than just one person right. trying to pick up everybody else you know oh absolutely and a lot of times and i know people i'm not naming any names that's one thing we agreed on we mm-hmm. are not going to call out churches mm-hmm. and we will not call out people unless it's for a good thing yeah or we're asking prayer yeah for them. yeah we, but we, for certain circumstances like this i'm leaving anybody's name out of it yeah but i know people that you know first thing they do when they go home is they plop down on the couch they play on their phone. They don't even acknowledge anybody exists. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're there when they're convenient for you, right. essentially. And that's not, at least from my, I'll put it my father-in-law, for instance. The first thing that he did whenever his wife would come home, would he'd meet her at the door, he'd meet her in the living room, and he would just show her attention, show her that I'm here. And that's what a lot of times us men forget and I'll just be honest because I'm not perfect I'll raise my hand and you know vote on that subject I'm not perfect Mm -hmm. but at the same time we need to put that extra effort in to 
being the man of the house to spending, and that goes back into train up your kids in the way they should go. Mm-hmm. That you know that takes not only taking them to church and you know teaching them the Bible, but it just takes spending time with them, going and playing football with your boys, or you know going to the nail salon with your daughter. Just spend time with them, even if it's just playing cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's important for you know both parents to be a part. Um, and, you know, a lot of parents, you know, they get stuck in what they want to do and don't necessarily prioritize, you know, how they're going to take care of their kid. Right. And how they're going to grow their kid, you know. Because, I mean, I mean, a ton of parents and, and uh, husbands and fathers, you know, they'd rather stay home on a Sunday and watch football all Sunday. You know, mm-hmm. I'd rather go football. hunting or play golf. Right. Which I mean, don't get me wrong. If it's in between search services, okay, whatever, mm-hmm. no big deal. You made it to church. You're coming back that evening. No big deal. Right. And and I mean, it's okay to miss church too, especially when you're wanting to have rest. You know, everybody. Oh needs yeah, but that's very rare rest. though. Right. Right. Just because I mean, you do need that family right. time, and you do need that time to get away. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's important that you show your kids. You need to prioritize the things of God. You know? Oh, absolutely. You need to prioritize reading your Bible. You know, you know, we don't have to watch football every hour of every day, and that's something I struggle with a lot. You know. Yeah. I mean, I watch football all the time. Like even you know they have Mac football right now. It comes on Tuesdays, and you know usually football don't come on Tuesdays. It's usually on like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of thing. Yeah. And so you know. Instead of always doing that, you know, I need to show more priority in, you know, studying God's Word, growing closer to God, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's important that, you know, you're an example to your your kids and to, I mean, even your wife, too, you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel as though a lot of times we forget how to love. You know, especially just because you just, na- or we listened to that video and you named off the percentages. But at the same time, us as Christians fall short so many times on loving somebody. Mm-hmm. God loved us enough to send his son. Why can we not love somebody enough to show them mm-hmm. Christ and to lead them to Christ and to lead them to salvation Mm -hmm. but at the same time we are so quick to judge somebody just because they drink or they do drugs now there's a difference between judging and condoning Mm -hmm. judging is essentially you know being we'll take into hypocrisy Mm -hmm. essentially well i'm judging you for drinking that case of beer but i'm gonna go over here and smoke me some weed right Right. You know, but condoning it is somebody that's living their life. I just dropped that. Is <laughs> somebody that's living their life right, knows the Bible, knows what we're supposed to be doing and not supposed to be doing, saying, "Hey, man, you really don't need to be doing that." Yeah, and and there's a strong difference between um, you know inspecting fruit and judging people. You know, oh, judging absolutely. people is you know looking down upon them like, "Hey, you're not worthy of being loved." You know? Yeah. Whereas inspecting fruit is like, "Hey." You know, I struggle too, you know, but oh, this is something we have to abstain from, you know. I struggle with, I might struggle with something different than you do. Mm-hmm. You absolutely. Know? But, you know, we're there to pick each other up. And oh, in the family, in the family, it, you have to have the wife that's keeping the man accountable and the man that's keeping the wife accountable. Oh, absolutely. And 
a lot of the times whenever say like which I would never call anybody out. If I was going to talk to somebody, I'm going to come to you. Right. I'm not going to call right. you out. I'm not going to name no names or anything like that. But we do need that accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Um, and too, I mean, when we practice keeping each other accountable, you know, we mm-hmm. also practice, you know, those techniques. Because, I mean, you don't want to go browbeat somebody. Because oh, they no. slipped up, you know. That's just going to push them away. Right. That's just going to push them further away. So, you know, you work on different techniques to reach different people. Oh, absolutely. You know, you can reach people I can't reach, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, you have different relationships with other people. Yeah. You know, I couldn't go to your work and then, like, help somebody there. Yeah. Or somebody might be at your work and I can help them and you mm-hmm. can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, um, we, we really just need to help each other out. Um, and work on those techniques because, you know, those techniques you'll use for somebody else is somebody that is uh, a technique you'll also use for your own kid when you uh-huh. eventually have a kid. You know? Absolutely. Um, and a lot of times, you know, people, some people do get mad whenever, which we can't really talk much on this subject because neither one of us have kids on this earth, you know. Right, right. But um, a lot of times, you know, we tend to get defensive. Well, I'm going to raise my kid how I'm going to mm-hmm. raise my kid. Well, if it's somebody giving you biblical truth and just giving you some advice, don't turn a deaf ear to it. Just because, and I will take, I'll tell you one person who I have listened to, actually two people who have opened my eyes to different things about just being a man and, you know, whenever we eventually get to the parenthood stage, Mm -hmm. that's Steve Chapman Mm -hmm. and that's Scott Samples. I mean, me and Scott one day before the uh, men's camping trip, we was talking about it, and he, him and Kelly asked me, can we bring Luke along, or could Scott bring Luke? And I said, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I think you need to raise your kid up in the way they should go, get them started small. And he said, you know, uh, our verse is iron sharpens iron. Scott made, he opened my eyes to this. He said, you really don't know what size blade you're sharpening yet. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, take Luke, for instance. He's eight years old. That's a little pocket knife size. Mm-hmm. And then you've got somebody like Mike Angel. That's a big old, you know, sword. machete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a big old sword. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're not sharpening that, and a lot of times you got to grind it down, you got to take some off, but you keep sharpening it. Mm-hmm. And you keep sharpening and you keep sharpening, and it's then one day it. they're going to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Yeah, and I mean, that leads exactly to the next point. Um you know, if you don't think it's important to have, you know, a nuclear family that follows God, I mean, look at the times we have right now, you know, and if you aren't nuclear, like, if you don't have a solid family structure, you know, you can just see how Satan can creep in easily. Oh, yeah, um, he can. And, I mean, uh, kids are susceptible to so many things nowadays. I mean, you have... You have drag shows in schools. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you know, that's, I don't even know how to explain that. You know, that's. That's one of those things where it's just like, God is not the author of confusion. Right. And it, a man dressing right. as a woman, that seems pretty confusing. Right. It is. It is. You know? and And I mean, you know, our kids are faced with stuff like that. I mean, it's hard for me to deal with stuff like that much less, you know, a young kid, you know, in school that doesn't have a clue what's going on. I mean, I saw this video the other day of a uh, 
of, you know, it was, it was a video, you know, shooting down, having all this stuff. And, you know, at drag shows, you know, they're letting kids like six years old in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how confusing is that for that little kid? Oh, absolutely. Um, I saw something today, too. Um, this is kind of off the off topic, but sort of um, about, um, you know, gender dysphoria, all this uh-huh. stuff going on, yeah. you know, about transgender stuff. And it said that uh, 90% of males who have gender dysphoria, meaning that they want to transition from male to female, 90% of them outgrow it by puberty. Mm-hmm. Outgrow it by puberty, right? Now, that's a medical disorder, and that's, you know, people confusing people to think that that's okay, and that's not okay, you yeah. know? And so most of them, out, 90% outgrow it. But instead, you have the world pushing these things on them, mm-hmm. right? They're pushing puberty blockers, you know. They're pushing transition surgeries, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and if if you're not careful and if you're not growing your, your child the way they need to grow in the Lord, they'll become confused too. Mm-hmm. And they won't know what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad, you know. They oh, absolutely. They won't understand the knowledge of good and evil. You know, because it'll just be muck, you know. Mm-hmm. It'll be all gray area, no black, no white. And we know that the Bible is black and white. Yeah, there's no in-between. It's just, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. essentially. Now, I will tell you a story. A really good friend of mine, his uncle uh, was, I say was, this is the power of God's conviction, mm-hmm. essentially. He was raised up in church, knew right from wrong, knew the Bible inside and out. But he wanted to go his own way. Now, keep in mind, sin is still sin, yeah. no matter how bad nor how not as bad. Mm-hmm. And so... Well, I mean, we look at sin as, you know, being bad sin, little sin. God uh-huh. sees all sin the same. Yeah, absolutely. But you look, him and his husband had been married for, I believe, seven years, some, somewhere around there. They'd been together for a while. Well, this man had been under such harsh conviction, he looked at his husband one day, he said... I'm divorcing you. I'm or I'm walking away because that's that's not condoning the Bible. Mm-hmm. So they are not really married. Right. right. So he said essentially, I'm walking away, mm-hmm. and he literally went to uh, I believe it was hit my buddy's mama, um, and said, you know, I need to get things right with God. Right. Because I've been doing this all wrong for so long, mm-hmm. just because I wanted what I thought. I wanted what we think. What right. we think is not right. what God thinks. What we think is not anything close to what God has for us. Right. And and I mean we're gonna get into that too. I mean we're we're gonna get into more of um, other topics too, mm-hmm. and that's gonna be one of them that we talk about. Oh, absolutely. But it's, we we went down a whole another. Yeah, we did. We did. One. We did. Um, but, but it was needed though. But all. But what I'm saying is all those things are now getting pushed onto kids mm-hmm. in schools. You know, you know, um, you know the drag shows and the fornication that's been shown in school. I read this the other day. Did you know that the word porn is in the Bible? Is it really? It is. It's a. Uh, I believe. Let me see. I believe it's the Greek for fornication is pornos. Really. Yeah. So we have all this fornication mm-hmm. and porn that's being thrown on our kids, you know. Yeah. And I say our kids, you know. I'm look 
I don't have kids right now. Right. Just John. But, you know, the collective community that we're going to have in, Mm -hmm. you know, five years or so, um, you know, it affects us all, you know. And, you know, those people who are dealing with it right now, um, they're going to grow up confused as well, you know. Mm -hmm. And then our kids will be in school. And then they'll have to grow up with probably more confusing times. Yeah. And so, um, and that's where you go into Second Timothy two fifteen study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not be ashamed. And that's something that a lot of Christians in this day and age is. A lot of them is ashamed. A lot of them can't even speak the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. They can't say that simple word that can calm the storms, that can make mountains move, that can heal the sick heal the blind, you know, make the lame to walk again. They cannot even speak that simple name over their family. And a lot of times whenever they expect their them to just snap their finger and everything's going to be okay, no, it don't work like that. Because mm-hmm. when your family's under attack, I kid you not, just speak the name of Jesus. It's that simple. And the, de- the devil and his demons have to flee. Mm-hmm. But yet we are so ashamed of the name of Jesus. We are so ashamed of God that we can't even bring up their names in conversation. Mm-hmm. That's right. And um, I'm going to show another video right here. Um, it's about a book that's been found in a library. Um, okay. Of these... Uh, of one of these schools that are having all these issues. What does state-sponsored child abuse look like? Hold on. Before I start this, I want to let you know it's a little graphic, um, but it needs to be shown, I think, because it, this is very important. And, um, you know, it, this stuff is getting taught to kids right now, and, and it's very, um, uh, like I said, I don't know how to say it. It's um, it's a very evil, evil. yeah, it's a very evil spirit that's moving um, in school systems, and so... This is just more reason that you need to keep your kid um, close to God, you know, and you need to be there for your God because they're going out into this. And mm-hmm. um, and it's not everywhere, but it's a lot of places that you wouldn't think. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's a little graphic. Um, I'm warning you ahead of time in case you don't want to listen to this. Like genderqueer in my son's library. Child on child oral sex. Pedophilia, a grown man grabbing the penis of an adolescent. Fun home. And and what you don't see, I'm watching a video of this right now. What you don't see is this is a picture book. It is showing these things. It's not just talking about it. It's showing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's cartoons of adult women engaged in vaginal oral sex. Can you see that from here? Because I have blowups if you need it. Push. Graphic detail of a female child repeatedly raped by her father. An African-American child, Senator Street. She goes on to read the explicit details out of the book Push. Yeah, you can tell. I mean, that's just sick. It's sick. It's sick. And I mean, you can really see an agenda that's getting pushed right now. 
and it heightens it should heighten the level of um, engagement you have with your kid mm-hmm. showing them the way of God it should heighten that um, if it wasn't already heightened it should heighten it even more mm-hmm. absolutely I could not imagine being a parent and you know going to a school conference and my kid going over and saying, hey, Dad, look, this is the book we've been reading, and you open it up to find that garbage. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are elementary school kids, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. And yet certain parents are okay with that. Right. That's the true sick part mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, it's just it's just so important that, you know, that you're standing in front of it, you know, that the kid is not just seeing that and coming home to parents that aren't engaged with them. Because that's going to be what they're thinking about, you know. Mm-hmm. That's going to be what, the, that's going to be the last thing they saw that day. And know? I guarantee you that they're going to go home to parents that, you know, don't follow God, that don't have a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to look the book up on the internet and guess what they're going to find. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it's so sad to have to have to worry about stuff like that and mm-hmm. i mean that's just what the world is coming to i mean the bible tells us you know you know we're going to get to a day where good will be called evil and evil will be called good yeah and i mean those days are right on us and it's it's clear to see that because of some of this stuff that's going on um another thing too uh a kid the kids need to be able to look at the parents so that they can know how to deal with peer pressure. Um, kids need to know that it's okay to be different. You know, the Bible tells us in Titus 2 verse 14 that we need to be peculiar people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good to be different. You know, you know, God doesn't want us to be like the world. You know, he, in fact, he tells us the exact opposite of that. Yeah. You know. Um, well, I mean, as Christians, we should stand out as a peculiar person mm-hmm. just because you know you're walking down the street and you've got a guy you know screaming profanity and then or yelling at the person at the mcdonald's and then what's going to happen whenever you pull up right behind them, they're going to expect the exact same thing mm-hmm. and that's also goes into effect of letting your light shine in this dark world mm-hmm. you know let let Jesus shine his light through you. I mean, it even says that Jesus is the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Jesus was the light in the beginning. In Genesis, he was there. So, I mean, if we can't even let our light shine in this dark world, is this world ever going to get any lighter or is it going to get any darker? Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, I thought I had something else. Maybe not. But, you know, you need to model your life the way you know God wants you to and your kids can see that mm-hmm. um, and um, you got anything else to add um, I know we need to pray for our country we need to play, pray for all the kids and all the parents mm-hmm. in this world that those that are on the, on the path to heaven that they keep doing what they're doing mm-hmm. and all the people that are on the path to hell that they get off it before they walk right in. Right, right. Um, well, if you want, uh, uh, if you want, um, do you want to lead us in prayer?
Or... Oh, absolutely. And uh, let's remember all the kids, remember all the parents, remember all the preachers. Because Mike even says it in some of his sermons that there are preachers that he knows that are, you know, walking away from the front lines just because, I mean, it, it is getting so hard. Because, I mean, this is the worst time to be in any kind of ministry. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, absolutely. I would uh, be more than happy to pray us out. All right. Lord, thank you for this day that you've given us. Thank you for uh, blessing us with this podcast, Lord. Lord, I ask that you would use it to uh, reach somebody, Lord. Lord, even if it's somebody I don't know, Lord, I'd ask that you would just let it be a blessing to them, Lord. I ask that uh, all the kids that are in school, all the way from elementary school, all the way up through high school, Lord, that you would just uh, be a blessing to them, Lord, that you would bless their parents with anything that they need, bless those kids with anything that they need, Lord. And Lord, I ask that you would uh, let our light shine in this world just because it keeps getting darker and darker, Lord. Lord, I'm going to go ahead and thank you and praise you for everything that you're going to do in my life and Tyler's life and everybody in this church's life. Lord, Lord, I lift up everybody that uh, we mentioned for prayer requests today, Lord. Lord, I'm going to go ahead and proclaim healing and blessings on all of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, And one more thing, too. Um, If you're listening to this and you've never been to Community Baptist Church, I'd like to invite you to come. Absolutely. We'd we'd love to have you. Um, You'll never find a more, you know, welcoming family. I mean, it's just a family atmosphere. I mean, we went to a church for a long time before we came here, and as soon as we came in here the first week, we felt like home, you know, and um, nobody's going to make you feel left out. You know, you'll always have, um, you know, a family community, and that's the name of our church, Community Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'd love to have you. Um, another thing, too, that we're going to start doing, um, we're going to have a suggestion box if you want certain topics talked about. We're going to look at them. I'm not saying we're going to do all the topics. <laughs> um, we're going to vet through the ones that we're going to talk about. And, um, you know, if there's something you're interested in or something you have questions in, we're going to have a suggestion box that you can um, that you can submit to. Um, also... Um, working on a website right now, and we're going to have an online uh, kind of suggestion box there, too. Um, if Absolutely. you have questions online and you aren't coming to Community Baptist Church, um, that you can see on there as well. Absolutely, and if you have any prayer requests, good or bad, just uh, feel free to send them in, put them in the box, or send them in via email. Yeah, and... Uh, that would be good. I, I appreciate everybody that was uh, able to sit in and listen to us. Um, I pray that um, we'll be able to help somebody. I mean, it's helped me grow. I mean, I've learned a lot, you know, just looking at some of these things that we're going to talk about. I've learned a lot and grown closer, and I hope that we can help some of you grow closer as well um, to God. Um, but. Uh, if you got anything else, John, or I uh, hope everyone has a good week and uh, a good rest of the week, and uh, I hope that this was a blessing to you. Yeah. Everybody's got a purpose
So when I hear that devil start talking to me, saying, who do you think you are? I say, I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. For the world. 